0: compatibility. Whether it's your first
2: time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1 800 Gambler 24 7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential
1: services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer.
2: When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul.
1: But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner.
3: The rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon.
0: Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many
3: Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network.
1: Friday edition, final countdown here on and Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel on the desk with me here, rounding out the week producer stuff behind the glass, real person. I promise you, we are going to talk with Mike Pritchard, a former NFLer, a little bit later in the show, and Stormy's going to join us and let us know what's going on in all of her travels, gallivanting around, I mean, week vacation this week, like at this time of year, seriously, Stormy, week vacation.
3: I saw a video of her interviewing Georgia players. Um, it was like trivia about Kirby Smart, so we'll have to ask her about that.
1: Oh, did she, did she come up with the questions? Did whatever, I mean, so much things to ask here.
3: So Television,
1: I would assume not going on here. Uh, We do have bowl games that are going on right now. The tax slayer Gator bowl. uh, South Carolina is up seven, nothing on Notre Dame in the first quarter, about halfway through the first quarter in that one. And then is that the only one still going?
3: Uh, The other one, I mean, we do have a halftime score. uh, UCLA up 21, 14 over Pitt. And then, uh, yeah, you mentioned you – I guess you can call them USC. University of South Carolina and the final from earlier today, Maryland 16, NC State 12 in the Duke's Mayo Bowl.
1: So, look, I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Seemed annoyed. They were doing all that nonsense again. Like, just whatever random thing that they wanted to put in man – like, I don't even understand this. Why is this – why do we have to do this every year? Did you say the mascot? I don't Duke's I, mayo mascot. Do you know I am so when they started dipping? His name was dip, Tubby. You it? because he's a tub of mayo. Okay. Well, you know what I can at least I can get with that at least. What I can't get with is just like look, Steph. any random food that they want to just decide <laughs> to to dip into the, the there deal. You go. Oh, there you go. Look at Tubby. Look at that guy. Powerful eyebrows. Yeah, he is. I mean, look at that. Honestly, did they they had to they had to invent that when they decided to become the sponsor of this right. bowl, right? I mean, right, there, right. there was no there was no mascot for the mayonnaise until they decided they were going to get into the the bowl. I business. don't know.
3: I've, I've never seen a Duke's Mayo Bowl commercial. Did like Tubby come down and like you know do like with the Honey Nut Cheerio? beef used to do and like you know like zap the bowl of mayo. Be like yeah.
1: See, these are all the, yeah. the, the, these are all these are all great questions and things that we need to get answers to. That is for sure. We had a Thursday night football game last night, and it was a game that was a little bit more interesting than many people thought. This thing had gotten out to, at one point, you know, 14, but it really kind of toggled back to the 13 and a half before things were all said and done in favor of the Cowboys. 40 and a half is where it really closed from a total standpoint. So, yes, it was a 14-point margin, and it was on dead on the 40, even though it was 40 and a half. So I am watching this game, John, and you were? I am sitting here. That's unfortunate. I'm sitting here. Yeah, I know. Seriously, at least that for, for, certainly in the first half too, right? If you weren't paying attention to this, the Tennessee Titans decided to go with Josh Dobbs, who they had signed eight days ago, off of the practice squad, and he goes for tw- he is 20 of 39 for 232. I mean, like, and I guess at times probably looked more competent than Malik Willis has in his time whenever he's been out there. Dak Prescott does finish up 29 of 41 for 282 two touchdowns but two interceptions as well. And if you're watching that first half and I made the little comment and I don't even care how the second half turned out because let's also remember we were still heading into we were still heading into the the fourth quarter with this game very much still in question yep. for for Dallas despite the fact that it does end up a 14-point margin. I said it on the Twitter machine JBT and I still believe this like I can't wait to bet against this Cowboys team in the playoffs because mm-hmm. there is this defense that we were basically, you know, talking about, oh, is this a this, this top three defense? Whatever. And and maybe they were at the beginning of the season. You can look now, second half of the year, n- n- nothing. I mean, like nothing. Their shell of what they were at the beginning half of the year. And Dak Prescott's just a walk-in turnover machine. And, like, the guy is going to give the other team the ball at least one time, if not multiple times. And if we're going to get that in the playoffs, I kind of don't really care what their matchup is, as long as the number is – kind of correct. I'm going to go, I'm going to oppose this team. I I agree on all fronts. And I think too, when you go back to the
3: beginning of the year, one of the things that was surprising to me in the evaluation of the Dallas Cowboys Mm -hmm. was that of the defense. Look at their opponents before the bye week. I mean, you're talking about the Buccaneers, the Bengals that were off to that slow start, the Giants, the Commanders, the Rams, who we know that was not a flash in the pan. They were bad. They lost to the Eagles, the Lions and the Bears before their graceful transformation. And even then they gave up 29 points to that Bears team. Like I I didn't really understand the evaluation of them defensively. And then you look at Dak Prescott. I'm really surprised how often he puts the ball in danger. Yeah. Like, it is it is really surprising that he commits turnover-worthy plays at the rate that he does. The interception yesterday, I think, flat out just unacceptable. And when you look at what he's done over the last few weeks as a passer and you look at some of these games, I mean, every single game since week 11, he has committed a turnover-worthy play or two. It is nuts. He's committing turnover-worthy plays on nearly 4% of his passing attempts it's not going to get you many wins in the postseason if you're the Dallas Cowboys. I would agree with you immensely. Like outside of a matchup, I mean I don't even know who, right? Because even if like, let's say a Green Bay Packers team sneaks in, right? And yeah. gets in there and they get they somehow match up with them in the first round. Like they beat them in, the, in overtime in a game that they blew. So I would agree with you. And let's add to this, because we really haven't seen it mm-hmm. quite yet. You have a coach who doesn't have wins at the margins either. Yep. A- and that shows itself in playoff games. So all of these things have come together to where I'm with you. Win this team, when the time comes, I am looking to play against Dallas when we get to the playoffs.
1: I, I know what some people who are going to be Dallas apologists out there are saying, and they're going to say, well, they played the game without Pollard, and, you know, he's such an important guy. And I will admit, Tony Pollard is an important part of this offense. But Tony Pollard would not have made the difference in what Dak Prescott was doing at the quarterback position. And that is where I sit here and go, hey, look, if we're just being fair in this evaluation, right. Dak Prescott now is tied for the league lead in interceptions, having played five less games than everybody else. Yep. I mean, like, it's crazy. That's where we're at in this. You know, this is a guy that is giving the ball to the other team at an incredibly high rate. And if you can almost count on one turnover a game, like, I mean, if, that is, if that's part of our handicap, which, you know, we're going to be sitting here and we're going to be talking about this stuff. If, if part of our handicap in this game is going to be, well, Dak didn't give it to the other team at least once. And, we're, I mean, we kind of have to do that at this point. And that is a big knock on this offense. I don't care if you have – Zeke and Pollard and C.D. Lamb and all these different things like that. I mean, it, it to me, which by the way, we did get home on the Hilton prop. That, that, was, right. that, was, that yep. was that was that was, that was and they did actually, I think, make an effort to try to get him the ball early and often. Yep. So we were at least our speculation there was correct on on everything, even though I did lose the Dak Prescott passing prop because this game stayed close. Like I said, I mean, yep. it was there was no coast job in this. I mean, a fourteen point margin looks worse than I think that this game actually was. Oh yeah, well the Titans were act, the the Titans quit. Yeah. On the last two drives. And that's
3: the other thing. Like, that's yes. right. They were handed this victory because the Titans quit on the final two drives. And especially the last one. I mean, look. It's two scores, so it wasn't going to make a difference, but when you get out there, and you have just about two minutes left, and you go ah, run, 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 let's get yeah. out of here, like the
1: Titans were not trying to win this game. Didn't use the timeouts on defense, any of the right. stuff like that, like it was it was quite literally like waving the white flag. We we even said before this game, like this was as close to a forfeit as we were ever going to get in the NFL, and then they actually kind of forfeited right at the end. Like they kind of actually did. I get it. Recovering an onside kick is very unlikely, and it's super hard, and all the things like that, but they quit. They didn't right.
3: even try. I saw a headline that was like the it was like the you know the backups never quit, and I'm like they probably didn't, but the coaches down <laughs> sure did.
1: Right, exactly. I mean, it's like all you had to do is watch the game. You're sitting going, wait, are they really not even going to try to score? I guess they're not. They're not going to try to score. Yeah. That's, that's what we're looking at. What, what I think what we I don't think it's any question at this point, though. I mean, despite the fact that he's only been with the team for ten days now, in the must-win situation next week, like Josh Dobbs is going to play, right? I mean, like we should just we should be handicapping this as if Josh Dobbs is going to start. I'm I'm
3: not entirely sure. Are we sure that they did not bench him, Malik Willis, to get him ready for two weeks for
1: Jacksonville? I mean, maybe. I mean, but I think what they saw at least with Dobbs, like maybe making some correct decisions and doing different things like i yeah. don't i don't know like Ooh, do we have a new
3: font that looks nice
1: Ooh.
3: um super nice look at that um no like i i kind of my conspiracy was they were doing it to get willis ready for next week like mm-hmm. get, let's give the young guy 2 weeks of preparation for one opponent so we can win that game and get in i mean obviously open to being wrong that's just one conspiracy on yeah. my end but i just it was just a really weird decision to do that, right? And we knew what the – well, actually, there was nothing. We knew what was at stake here for yeah. the Titans. I just felt it made more sense. Bench him, use the two weeks to get ready, and just throw – sorry, throw Josh Jobs out to the Wolves and give him a start mm-hmm. and let's go.
1: One of the very best run defenses in all the NFL is the Titans. That being said, most of those guys that, that if you look at these season-long statistics, weren't out on the field. Yep. And even with that, Zeke Elliott – 19 carries for 37 yards in this game JVT and again you can look at the season long stats and say yeah but the Tennessee Titans are one of the top 3 run defenses in the NFL 8 of those guys weren't out there that like that compiled those statistics over right. the course of the of the season so this th- again we just keep going back to this and I think it's very obvious all you had to do was even watch Malik Davis who looked better than Zeke you know and, and I, I don't know if they are just if they are dead set as we get into the playoffs, if they're dead set on still getting these carries to Zeke and all this, again, I, I can't say this enough. Like this is a fa- team to fade. I get it. I know they got 12 wins. I understand all that. But we get to the playoff time, and like you said, the coach is gonna make seems like gonna make the wrong decisions, whether that's a directive from up above or not. I don't right. know. But he's apparently doesn't have the the gumption to say, like, hey, Jarrah. No, nah, man, right. We run in Zeke no more. Like it's, it's not happening.
3: Uh, look the, the, the Zeke Pollard Elliott tells you enough about what's like, mm-hmm. going on with Dallas to give you an idea of like, whether it's decision-making, whatever it is, uh, the best back does not get a vast majority of the carries and he yeah. should. Um, and they give Zeke Elliott, these glorified, like, you know, goal line touches so he could score touchdowns for my guess. But I just think at the end of the day, everything that we've said here about this team, it's very true. And here's the other part about this. They're going to be a publicly backed team Mm -hmm. and a team that maybe uh, you're going to get some value in playing against on top of that, right? Because their numbers are going to be a little bit inflated.
1: So as we sit right now, these look ahead lines, uh, Jags are six point favorites at home over the Titans. And I know that seems crazy that the Jags would be six point favorites over, over anyone considering how inconsistent that they've kind of been over the course of the season. But man, you look, if the Titans play anything like they have over the last month of the season, the line is actually probably appropriate. You know, oh I mean, yeah, it's probably appropriate. I would crazy. say
3: so, and even even with let's say my conspiracy theory is right, mm-hmm. and as well, it's Willis, like two weeks or not, he's not played very well right. at all. Right,
1: exactly. Right, <laughs> that's the other thing about right. this. Oh, P.S., he hasn't been any good anyway. Right. With all of this, I mean, as you guys know, each and every Friday we sit here and we run through every one of the NFL games, tell you our bets, tell you our leans, tell you games that we're going to completely stay away from, and we start that when we come back.
4: I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data.
5: Uh, that's great,
4: but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe.
5: Love you, John Wall. Thanks, coach. Love you too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check
3: out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever
5: you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my, my game, goodness, bro. Bro.
2: <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown
3: on VSEN, the sports betting network.
1: College bowl season is here, and VSEN has you covered. We have picks, spreads, and totals for every single bowl game. You head on over to vsyn.com to check out all of our bowl betting coverage while you're there. Now's a great time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. For only 79 American, you get access to everything we do. From now through the big dance, you can do that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe as always, drink and So let's get things going. And right off the bat, a big middle finger to Matt Brown uh, here as we uh, made a three and a half. I don't know if people knew. You and I were sitting here saying like, Colt McCoy gets cleared and said he's going to start for the Cardinals. And then it moved to three and a half as opposed to going the other direction, which like I thought was odd. I thought was weird, but whatever. Neither here nor there. Then it comes out today that, oh, by the way, he's not going to play after all Feeling, still feeling some symptoms from that concussion that he got. And so we're going to get David Blau. Of course, now this line of, as you would imagine, has ballooned. It's five and a half everywhere. Rest of country. Uh, 41 and a half is our total behind us. It's still sitting four and a half. It's already moved to five and a half everywhere else out there. And then, out uh, then out of nowhere comes the news also that Deandre Hopkins is dealing with a knee issue. Yep. So these are underreported things that almost makes me to believe JVT that maybe someone did know. Actually, maybe someone did know some things. Yeah. Maybe someone was in the know that, yeah. uh, that Colt <laughs> might not necessarily play and that Deandre Hopkins was nursing a knee injury.
3: Yeah, I think that at least those things would point in that direction.
1: Now, having
3: said that, I don't necessarily want to run to bet on a team who's got a quarterback who, I don't know, has a passing grade of 45.2, is barely averaging five yards per attempt uh, through the air. That would be Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Like, in one start through for over or under 100 yards in the National Football League in 2022. I, like, I tend to think that, and, like, a lot of people Mm – they paint, and it's not like Colt McCoy's a star. Mm. But a lot of people paint this theory of like the fallen star theory, yeah. right? Where it's like, hey, guy goes down, team rallies around him, and they cover. Is it that, or is it the market way overvaluing right. the absence of the player? Right. right. I think it tends to be the latter, which is the overvaluing the absence of the player. Are we overvaluing the absence of Colt McCoy here? Because this is now like six in some spots. Yeah.
1: So this is this is like you're like you just brought up. So here's my kind of take on this, which is. The difference between Colt McCoy and Trace McSlorley, yes, v- vast. Right. But the difference between Colt McCoy and David Blau, maybe not. Right. right? I mean, like, m- maybe that is only a half a point as opposed to what we've seen now, which, at this, as you mentioned, maybe is moving as much as two and a half points and getting on that key-ish number of six. And so I'm kind of with you here. Listen, these are stats that I was going to rattle off whenever, you know, whenever Colt McCoy was starting, but it still rings true. Is the fact that the Falcons defense is 30th DVOA on the season, 28th by Pro Football Focus, 30th in EPA allowed, and dead last in defensive success rate. If right. we cut it to the last five weeks, and you say, like, oh, Matt, you can just, it's easy when you do these full season stats. Let's cut it to the last five weeks. They're 30th DVOA, they're dead last success rate allowed, they're dead last in dropback EPA allowed, and dead last in rushing success rate allowed. So, no, they've been bad all year long, and they've been bad recently. They're just a very, very bad defense. Oh, and by the way, yes, David Blau is going to have to be starting here, but they are also dead last in pressure rate yep. on the season as well. So it does not look like David Blau, who, as we would imagine, you know, might have a little bit of difficulty kind of getting adjusted in such a short time frame here, but he's not going to be under duress. He's not going to be you know running for his life, any of those different little things like that. And by the way, just a, a quick little reminder, and or if it's not a reminder, you hear us say all these stats all the time, and so that's like, Success rate is like it's a measure of efficiency, but it takes into account the down and distance. So, like, whenever you hear us always say, like, oh, success rate this, success rate that, and you don't know what that means. It is it's a measure of offensive and defensive efficiency based off of down and distance. So if like a, if an offense or a defense prevents, so, however you know, just when I say this stuff, it's either the offense gaining or the defense preventing 50 percent of the yards needed on first down to gain a first down, if it's second down, it's 70% of the yards needed to gain a first down on second down. And then, of course, on third and fourth, it would be actually getting that mm-hmm. first down on third and fourth down. So when we talk about success rate, that's what we're talking about here. And, again, that's either gaining on the offensive side or preventing on the defensive side. So I, we always, like, rattle off these stats. And I, I, yeah. I know people. some people are going, like, I don't even know what the hell he's talking about, like, success rate. Like, what does that even mean? So, anyway, that's what we're talking about when we're talking about success rate. So they, they give it up a lot here, mm-hmm. JVT. And so, like, I get it. I understand it's David Blau, but I I mean, are we really just saying that this Cardinals team is because this David Blau is gonna now get beat by a touchdown by this Falcons right. team? I mean, like I just
3: I just don't know. No, that's that's where I'm at. So like I like, and we'll see what the market does too. Like as this kind of as this progresses and we get closer to kickoff. I'll tell you this. We're at six at circa in some other places. If it gets to seven, I'll put a small bet on the Cardinals.
1: Yes. Yes. I mean, I will I'll double down and I can't even believe like I mean, my third, my three and a half is, is not great. I mean, at least it is on the other side of a field goal, so I'm not, like, dealing with anything like that. So my right. three and a half is at least, I think, live. But certainly, if it got to a full touchdown, I'd probably come in and double down on this thing because it's just dude, a bad defense is a bad defense is a bad defense. And David Blau, like you could say, might be a, a bottom – Six guy to take snaps all year long. Oh, by the way, you had a fun fact about David Blau when he takes the snap oh, on, on a Sunday.
3: David Blau is the 64th starting quarterback this year in the National Football League that is tying the non-strike mark for the National Football League. So how about
1: that? There we go. And if week 18 rolls around that some of these teams that maybe have already locked up their, their positioning wow. or whatever start a backup... We might have a record this
3: year. The strike season had 87 different starting quarter, like starting quarterbacks. <laughs> that's wild.
1: <laughs> it was like anyone that would take. Oh, did you play in middle school? All right, right, sounds good. Like, let's go. Let's do this. We got to get you out there. You do You want to burn your career? Oh, you never had one in the first place.
3: How sounds many games great. did they play in 1987?
1: <laughs> that's that's just amazing. Uh, so I'm with you, man. I, I I think if this thing continues to roll, and if people continue to overvalue this Falcons team because this quarterback went for, quarterback thing went from McCoy to Blau. I'll double down on the Cardinals if if it gets to a full touchdown. So I I, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. JVT. I'm going to do it. Shouldn't. Yeah. Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. Wow. His sp- team's only
3: played 15 games in 1987, oh, and we had 80. And they had 87 80 different oh, starting nice, quarterbacks.
1: Nice. I'm going to have to go back and look and see if I recognize even a name on that list. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna see if that's if any of those guys ever played again. Uh, Bears and the Lions, the Lions are six-point home favorites over the Bears, a total of 52, 52 52-and-a-half, so our biggest total of the week. Of course, it's the Lions indoors, and we've seen this Lions team play much better indoors. I actually did kind of that research where we were – I don't like to just say those things and then people go, oh, yeah, I believe you. 35 versus the Eagles, 36 versus the Commanders, 45 Mm -hmm. versus the Seahawks, 27 – Versus the Dolphins, 25 versus the Bills, 40 versus the Jags, and 34 versus the Vikings. They only had one game at home in which they scored under 25 points, and that was 15 that they scored against the Packers. And by the way,
3: if I remember correctly, because I bet that thing in game over, I think they had three red zone possessions that were turned away because of like some ridiculous nonsense Mm -hmm. in that game. So they were successful. So
1: it is, it is. It is a stark, stark, stark difference when this team is inside and playing on the fast track with all of these weapons. And, and oh, by the way, they've added a new one in in their draft pick in Jamison Williams here over the last few weeks as well. So this whole thing about Lions play better at home and score better at home, it's just a fact. I mean, it really is. I mean, we have enough of a sample size now because we've played the whole season to to see that that's how this goes. I'm not running to the window to lay the six, but JBT, if you're telling me – if one if this game goes one way or the other and one team is going to win at margin like it's going to be the line like i i can't imagine a scenario that golf just like reverts to full golf from 3 years ago and commits four turnovers and then the bears end up winning this thing by you know 10 12 14 points or something like that like, i just can't see that i can see detroit winning this thing by 10 12 14 points something like that so That'd be the only real way for me to go in mm-hmm. this one would be kind of playing something like that, you know. I mean, it would it'd be Lions or Pass. I mean, I think we've missed the best of this was at fifty one when it opened. I, I think it was smartly bet up to fifty two, fifty two and a half. I would still lean towards the over. I still think that this Lion team is probably going to play into the. High 20s, low 30s, yep. you know, against this Bears defense. And so uh, that would be the only only way for me to look.
3: Yeah, at. I think there's another way to look at it, which I bet. I bet mm-hmm. the team total for Chicago yep. over, right? So mm-hmm. I think – so one of my things was – my initial thought was to circle Chicago, right? Catching six yep. points. But you could totally foresee a world in which Chicago is successful offensively and yet still failing to cover yep. this number because their defense has been so bad. We've also seen Detroit and how bad they can be defensively. Detroit, of course, giving up two single 100-yard rushers before halftime this uh, last game against the Carolina Panthers. But I, I think for Chicago, the, yeah, that's the thing that turned me off is I didn't want to look at Chicago and be like, hey, I think this team can have offensive success. They go do that, mm-hmm. and then they lose a game like this is extreme, but like right. 42 to 33. Right or whatever it may be here against the Detroit Lions. So I think going that route, betting Chicago over, and this is the other angle for it too, Matt. A lot of people, because this was pointed out to me, it was like, well, they actually lately haven't gone over their team total, um, and that would be right. However, if you look at their last few games, uh, since their last one, we're talking about on the road against New York, then home games, three of them, Chicago's not the best place to play football, right, in late November, early December, against the Packers, Eagles, and Bills, two of those teams being some successful defensive teams. I think now that you're in a friendly environment and the confines, right, of Ford Field against Detroit against a bad defense, you're going to start to see this explosiveness from Chicago yet again offensively.
1: I mean, look, we don't. I don't typically advocate these same-game parlays or anything, but, you know, here's a plus-175 one for you, JVT. Lions' money line... Chicago team total over 19 and a half and then Lions team total over 23 and a half. So you're just asking Chicago to get to 20. You're asking the Lions to get to 24. Yep. And then the Lions win the game. You're getting plus 175 on that. I I, I would be hard-pressed to think that Chicago doesn't get to 20 and that, the, and that the Lions don't get to 24 in this thing. And again, if you just think that the Lions win it outright, you can get a plus 175 on that. Mike Pritchard join us here when we come back.
3: This is VSEN's final countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSEN, the sports betting network.
1: The countdown to 2023 has started, and Bet Rivers online sportsbook has you covered to start the new year off with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log in to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app on December the 31st, and you will get a 22% profit boost. Then, JBT, if you log in again on January the 1st, what do you think they're going to give you? 23%. 23% profit boost on January 1, 2023, for any qualifying wager. That's right. Celebrate with Bett Rivers. Get not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game. Now, joining us here in in studio, made the trip down to the South Point, our future Hall of Famer, right here, broadcasting (laughs) Hall of Famer, Mike Pritchard. At my M. I. Pritchard on the Twitter machine, if you want to uh, follow him over there, and then Pro Football Blitz here on the network. Pritch, thanks for joining us, my man.
6: Thanks for having me. I was in the area, so Yo. yeah, all absolutely. Right.
1: You were just swinging by over there, making yeah. bets on the counter there you go. and all things like that. Uh, I want to real quick. Just last night, the 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 Titans go out mm. and basically give D- Dallas about as hard of a time as you could possibly imagine, right? Mm. I mean, like it was the game was still in the balance, certainly right. in, in the, as we headed in the fourth quarter. With all of that, do you take anything from that game at all? I mean, I, for me, I, I just saw so many things. I didn't really like Dallas as a team overall right. as it was anyway. I saw so many things that I don't like just about this team, just in general. I did see some apologists online. That like, How do you get up for a game where they, you know, the teams didn't play 10 of their starters and the backup quarterback and all that stuff? It's so like, where, where do you kind of fall along? Well,
6: sides? you know, what's interesting about that, th- those situations too, Matt, um, is, we're at the end of the year where these younger players have had a whole season. It's so different than the preseason mm-hmm. because you don't know what you're doing as a young player mm-hmm. in the preseason. But now you have the whole year to understand what the calls are, what your responsibilities are, even as a backup. Mm-hmm. So the play was going to be better that way. And, you know, I thought it was too many points for Tennessee, even mm-hmm. with Dobbs, the late notice on Dobbs. I didn't. I stayed away because of that situation. Um, but as far as Dallas goes, I mean, Dallas, is they're the same team. Mm-hmm. Like, if you look at the Cowboys on the road uh, outside of the explosive game that they had earlier against the Vikings, certainly, but um, they've been a team prone to mistakes, you know, whether it's penalties or whether it's Dak Prescott throwing an interception or or a fumble. Uh, So as a better, I mean, I would keep that in mind. Like, the interceptions were timely last night. Mm -hmm. They weren't at the end of the game against Houston like they were against Houston. They weren't at the end of the game like they were in overtime against Jacksonville. They were early enough to where they could overcome – those mistakes against a team like the Titans. Big picture you don't believe in this Cowboys team, right? No, not when you look at the very top. When you look at the very top like the 49ers and the Eagles. I mean, if the Cowboys are going to make mistakes like that. I I just don't I don't see a clear path. Now, they could get lucky. I just think they're not disciplined enough uh and I think, you know, again, the the timely mistakes from Dak Prescott at times it frustrates you. This kind of surprise you because we were talking about this earlier. I always
3: pictured Prescott as a guy who took care of the ball. Mm-hmm. But this year, I mean, the way he's put the ball in the and he's gotten unlucky a little bit, right? right? Like the, the pick against sure, the, Ca- sure. the Jags, right? Yep. It has been kind of unfortunate. It was kind
6: of unfortunate. Yeah. But for the most part, he just put the ball in danger quite a bit. He has. You know, I think he's trying to make plays when he doesn't have to. I mean, look at his supporting cast. I mean, it's, it's sick what he has there. Uh, now, if Pollard gets back, maybe it's different. Uh, one thing in the Dallas Cowboys has have done lately is uh, they have – Gotten back to being a more balanced attack, though. But if you look at passing attempts for Dak Prescott over the last five games, they're elevated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Now, they they won those games, and they they lost one, obviously. But uh, I, I think the way that they won against well, – they should have lost against Houston, right? They did lose against Jacksonville. Uh, the game last night was a little dicey, too. So I think Keller Moore is a, a play caller, and then certainly Dak. I mean, they got to understand that when they get to the playoffs and play those elite teams.
1: So, Pritch, we get this news now. They did say Jalen Hurts is doubtful, so yeah. he's, he's not going to go. But right. they got to win one of these last two games to to get the number one seed. Most likely, they can with Gardner mm-hmm. Minshew. But let's say they drop the game this week, and you find out that Jalen Hurts is maybe only eighty percent, eighty five percent, whatever it might be. You need that final week eighteen win to get the number one seed. Do you roll the dice with your guy? Because you're gonna you're in the playoffs no matter what, right? right I mean, like right, you're in the playoffs no matter right. what. So do you roll the dice to try to get the one seed by playing him, or is it, hey, look, it's better to give him the rest, we have him healthy, and we feel like we can get through without getting that bye.
6: No, you want the one seed. Mm -hmm. I mean, because you get the bye week on top of that, too, for everybody else on Mm -hmm. the roster, right? And so uh, they could probably get by this game with Gardner. That's what the feeling is inside the building. I mean, the Saints are averaging about 18 points a game uh, lately. Uh, Offensively, they have no identity, really, Mm -hmm. uh, whether it's Andy Dalton or or Taysom Hill. They can make plays Mm -hmm. at times. Uh, but this is going to be in the trenches. It's always been about the trenches to me. Uh, and then Gardner Minshew, uh, what he can do with this offense is what Jalen was going to be asked to do anyway. They, they weren't going to run Jalen with that shoulder, the SC joint uh, sprain. Uh, they were going to probably have him throw the football. So it's this throwing shoulder. I think he needs another rest for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if you can buy time with Garden Minshew, which I think they can, uh, if they have to play Jalen in that final mm-hmm. game to get the number one seed, I think they'll do that. How ironclad is Philly, do you think, as a Super Bowl contender? I think the 49ers have the best roster. Yeah, um, The Eagles are ironclad, though. Like, some people are suggesting, okay, the Eagles get the number one seed or at home. How are the 49ers going to beat them at home? Well, I mean, 49ers are built to beat anybody anywhere. Uh, the Eagles, you know, Jalen, he's, he's elevated himself. I am concerned about this injury. I was doing research on it because I had the AC joint, mm-hmm. which is the opposite side of the SC, S, SC joint. Mm-hmm. Uh, And it's like, it's very, very painful. But if you get it re-injured, you're talking about dislocation. So that's how close he is, right? And that's why you got to be careful with this injury right now if you're Jalen Hurts and Eagles.
1: Do you... Agree with what the Raiders have done here with Derek Carr. I mean, listen, we know it's it's a financial decision. They're yeah. not going like, to come out and say <laughs> it was the most ridiculous thing. Or, yeah, we want to evaluate a young player. Like, <laughs> no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. You don't want to be on the hook for no. $40 million. So, like, come on, man. What well, you, what you, I mean, it, it's. it's, does it, does it affect the rest of the guy? I mean, they're not playing for anything anyway. I mean, right, like, right. it, I mean this is not going to hold over in the next yeah, season, or anything, right? No,
6: it has affected people. I mean, the accountability of it all is, is interesting, though, because the Raiders made the playoffs last year, and Derek Carr was part of the reason, if not the only reason, why they made the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. And now everything's different. And, and so, as a player, you're confused. Like what did our ownership just do bringing in all these new coaches and now I'm out of job right uh, here in, in, in Las Vegas. So from, from that standpoint, it's frustrating, but Derek Carr still has football left in them. But the only thing I'm concerned about, and I think the Raiders have made the right choice. You can't go into year 10 with a quarterback that has not won a playoff mm-hmm. game. Um, I think Derek Carr is set in his ways. He's, he's the same quarterback. He's a 24 touchdown passing uh, quarterback uh, to 11 interceptions, right? That's, that's who Derek Carr is. He's a, He's an average guy uh, that way. Uh, and But he can't elevate an average team or or a below average team. So I think his opportunities are going to be limited. Like, who's going to guarantee him $40 million if they feel like uh, they need a quarterback to elevate that roster? I, I don't think they're going to do that. I think teams are going to look at the draft. So therefore, if I was a GM, I'm looking for Derek Carr to get released. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then I can renegotiate that contract and mm-hmm. add a cheaper number. So... Uh, That, to me, would be most attractive. But, no, the Raiders, they needed to move on. The regime change suggested that. The contract suggested that. Once they gave him that extension, if Passaccia was still here uh, along with Mayock, uh, then, no, I I think Derek Carr would be a quarterback for forever. They got that expensive,
1: race. shiny new stadium over there that they need to keep butts in the seats as well. <laughs> right, and you right, don't yeah. want fans getting apathetic very quickly, yeah. right? You don't yeah. want that certainly seeping in.
3: Yeah. Uh, what do you think? We were talking about this game, so we talked a lot about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. From the Titans' perspective, and we're looking at this matchup against oh. Jacksonville, uh, as you kind of look ahead for what the Titans are going to be, my conspiracy was they benched <laughs> Malik Willis yesterday so they can give him two weeks to get ready Okay.
6: for Jacksonville. Okay. Well, I mean – at this point, they have nothing else or nowhere else to go, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think you're going to have Derrick Henry on the field again, so you're going to run the football. You might be right here, JVT, because you don't want to unveil the creative running game with Malik Willis and Derrick Henry both on the field. You don't want to give Jacksonville time to prepare for that. You, want, you don't want to show that on tape. But at the same time, you're also suggesting that you're, you're smoking mirrors now if you're Tennessee, right? Right. Because Dobbs, I mean, Dobbs, what he did last night was okay. I don't know if that's going to beat Jacksonville. Uh, The path to victory, obviously, is going to be through Derrick Henry uh, and getting all those starters back on the field. That's encouraging, though, in that locker room uh, for Tennessee. If we can almost beat uh, the Dallas Cowboys here at home, okay, let's give it our best shot uh, there on the road. We might even see a rotation at quarterbacks. Who knows what Tennessee is
1: going to do? But I, I think at this point, offensively, it's all smoke and mirrors, though. Real quick, we got this you know, game of the year, basically, on Monday Night Football, yeah. Bills and Bengals. Where where do you have the three powerhouses in the AFC kind of stacked up? Uh, of course, c- talking about the Chiefs.
6: Yeah, I, I have the Bills going to the Super Bowl, so I'm going to stick with the Bills. Um, I, I think Burroughs right there, though, Cincinnati, and then and then the Chiefs, you know, Patrick Mahomes could win the MVP. And to think about that, they might have the third-best team in the AFC, and he might win the MVP, but uh, that's how loaded the AFC is, though.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things I'm with you. Like, yeah. I, I actually have Cincinnati even as, as – even higher than than Chiefs as well because yeah, I know wow. a lot of people are looking at this saying like you know wow. hey look I know wow <laughs> yeah, I know there's a lot of people who are they beat the Chiefs they they they, <laughs> they 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 did and listen I Look, that, there, there are some holes in that Chiefs yeah. team, man. There are some holes in that Chiefs team for sure. They don't have a go-to wide receiver. they got a go-to tight end. They don't I mean, have a go-to wide receiver. You're talking to somebody who thinks the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. So, yeah, I'm in. Okay. We're all okay, going in go, here. Right, right He's right Mike on. Pritchard. You can find him here on the Weekend's Pro Football Blitz. Mike, thanks for stopping by, buddy. Thanks for having me. We're going to keep rolling through this NFL slate when we come back.
4: the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide get 40% off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply
2: this is v final countdown
3: with stormy Bonatone and matt brown on v the sports betting network
1: Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addicted chemical. This segment of East Final Countdown is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for. But Zen might surprise you. Listen, six simple ingredients, tobacco leaf free, and up to one hour of satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zen online or find a store near you at zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. So what do we have, Sweat? We, we got a couple of sweats behind the glass back here. What, 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 are we, what so do we got? So the crew gotta, behind on? the glass,
3: mm-hmm. uh, Steph and Sean, both have um, hit. Steph okay. has plus eight Okay. and a half. Okay. Sean's got plus nine. All right. All right. Um, and I think Sean also has Notre Dame money line. Uh, Notre Dame, who has given up a special teams, offensive and defensive touchdown, down 21-10. Uh, not an insurmountable deficit, though. So, you know, we'll pull Listen, for the Irish for that's Sean. What Sean
1: gets for betting against Spencer Rattler, right? I mean, come on. Also one of the, the better resurrected Spencer Rattler.
3: and one of the better mascots in football. Let's, let's be honest with you. We
1: were talking about this and I know we've got a lot of games to get through, but we were talking about this off air with, with Mike Pritchard as he was leaving the studio, but you know, the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be not only available but the amount of quarterbacks that are going to be needed in the NFL this year is really wacky. So if you look that you're
3: going to talk about my name for Derek Carr, three <laughs> teams,
1: three teams for sure. No matter what, right? Like Texans Colts Raiders for sure. No matter what quarterback for sure. Yeah teams that likely will at least entertain being in the quarterback market. Commanders, Saints, Jets, Falcons, Bucks, Seahawks, Panthers, Titans. Then you've got a couple of teams that maybe they want to kind of plan for the future as well. Lions and Packers. So you have basically half the league that will at least entertain quarterbacks here in the offseason via either the draft or via trade or via free agency or whatever it might be. So, I mean... It is going to be a wild and wacky off season for sure.
3: Yeah. And, and and look, like when you're talking about some of these teams too, I mean, some of them should probably, I think, opt for the young quarterback route, mm-hmm. which means that they would take him off the board for a guy like Derek Carr, yeah. right? So no, it is going to be, it's going to be an incredible season for him. And what I was espousing while we were off there too, is frankly, and I know some things myself personally, mm-hmm. just you know, talking to people who've been in that locker room, like Derek Carr is kind of being a dip about all mm-hmm. of this stuff. And it, like, I think it's a distraction for the team itself, trying not to be a distraction. Like I do wonder what he, what his market is as you kind of look forward to next year. And not only the scenario that you're yeah. painting, but is he the floor raiser that you would plug into like a New York jets, for example, right. and really think that we're going to be now right. The 10 plus win mm-hmm. team that could challenge for a super bowl. I just don't know if that's going to be the
1: case and you know we we don't expect anyone to trade for him considering that contract and so like he will probably hit the open market yep. and with that is he even would he even be willing to consider being a backup you know as a remember he was quoted
3: last I think it was last year said he'd rather retire than play for another team i'm sure it's 100% true <laughs> what do
1: you want to bet he doesn't
3: retire <laughs> right. what do you want
1: to bet he doesn't retire he's going to have to sell that big big new house he built though, over there that's going to that's going to be a bummer How do you only so many people can afford like $30 million houses. So he's going to, he's going to have to go and get that done. Denver Broncos and the Kansas city chiefs. Chiefs are sitting 12, 12 and a half at home favorites over the Broncos. 45 is your total. We know this. They fired Nathaniel Hackett. And so, you know, Russell Wilson's terrible. Then the ride receivers come to his, a, you know, whatever. So this is drama filled game. My analysis here is I wouldn't bet this game for anything on the face of the planet, JVT, at least straight up. If you want to tell me, you Want to play one of these again? There are books out there that offer these three team 10 point teasers. If you wanted to take the Chiefs down to a field goal, oh, I thought we got to tease them up 22. Let's go. 22. <laughs> and a half. To, no, 35, I, 35 3 is well within the realm of possibilities <laughs> a r- range of outcomes for this game for sure. Uh, if you want to do that and take the Chiefs down to two and a half to a field goal, they're gonna win. Um, it just how much they're gonna win by. Who knows? And if the guys are going to play all of the second half or all of the fourth quarter, all that something else we don't really know here because, you know, the they are in they're still in the running obviously for the number one overall seed, and yep. so you certainly don't want to mess around and 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 get anybody injured or anything like that. So I, I this one of the first games I scratched off this week. Not a lot to to add really to this one. Broncos
3: money line. Let's ride. Um, no, I'm with you. Like I like I don't know what other case we're supposed to make here, and I will say like. It, what's fair to say about this is we kind of had the same conversation when it came to the chiefs Texans game, right? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I don't know how many arguments you're really going to make for Houston. They're really banged up. They're thin and they needed to walk off touchdown in overtime to win yeah. that game. So crazier things have happened. But, again, that's like one of, on the grand spectrum of outcomes that could potentially happen. It's just that when you're talking about what happens in this game, what is most likely to happen in all those outcomes? And the, the ones where the Chiefs, like, I think, win this game, you know, going away or by tenorish points, whatever it is, are much more likely than the Broncos yeah. staying with it. Like, I just – I don't want to make a case for Denver because more often than not, I think that they're coming out on the losing end of this in a big way.
1: And, and it's one of those – we, we kind of talked about this at least briefly where – I don't think the defense is as bad as they showed over the last few weeks. I just think they're just tired. I yeah, I just think they're tired. I mean, and, and quits, just quits, doing, quits negative, right? Yes, but like,
3: it's quits. just like you can only, as a unit, do what you've been doing, yeah. which has been incredible all year long, and get nothing back from yeah. the other side before you start yelling at Russell Wilson yeah. as he's coming off the field. Before you start going, dude, screw this! Like, we got mm-hmm. two games left, and we've been trying hard as hell mm-hmm. this entire season. What what are we, what else are we going to do here? Yeah. So, no, I I agree with you. Yep.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, for me, just, again, it's it would be, if I had to play it, I, it would be Chiefs, but, I mean, I don't, fortunately, we don't have to play some of these games. So that's, that's where I am. Wow, I'm oh, Wow, it. Spencer Rattler, your boy, almost dropped a dime.
3: Almost. Oh, is it on Birch? Is it Birch's fault? I, I believe it. No, 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 it was overthrown. Oh, okay. Looks pretty good, though. Look at it's, this.
1: Just missed oh. him. Just missed him. See, Birch. Needed some go-go gadget arms right there.
3: Man, NCAA football 2013, I want to say – Dude, I won three consecutive titles with uh, South Carolina. So, what game made top you, pick, fans what'd you, make you pick South Carolina? Uh, I was just like a roulette of teams, you know, oh, okay. back in the day. You just all pick right. random teams to lead to national championships, you know. You had
1: to build the recruiting class and That's all right. the things That's like that. Right, right. Yep. Yeah. You were. Just, don't so get no, me Don't, no don't way give me. You signed like 17 five stars every year, right? I was a great recruiter. Yeah, yeah, I was a yeah, great yeah. recruiter. Yeah, I'm sure you were. But don't get
3: me started on the back to back Points Teddy Bulls that I led UNLV to <laughs> many, many years ago.
1: Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. This is two and a half in favor of the Patriots at home over the Dolphins. 41 is the prevailing total rest of country right now. As you know, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be starting for the Dolphins as Attack of Tagovailoa back in the concussion protocol. Teddy Bridgewater, small sample size, not as bad as I think we thought he was. And I've heard some analysis by some pretty uh, prominent figures in the industry saying like, ah, you know, now this becomes a dink and dunk offense and this isn't going to be, you no. know. Like like Teddy was actually pushing the ball down the field again. It's in it's in limited it's in limited sample size here, but Teddy was I think taking advantage of the fact that Just average he had depth of the target receivers. was like nine yeah. yards downfield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nine point six yards right. downfield, which would have put him in in the top ten of all quarterbacks this whole season, I- as far as average depth of target. And so I think that that analysis is us kind of thinking of what Teddy was before, yep. but Teddy has never played with a receiving core that looks anything like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, right? And so I, I think that that is is maybe not necessarily true here. I do think he probably will will take shots down the field. And I do think he will probably, you know, see what he can get with with those big time playmakers, right? And you know, we we talked about this a couple of days ago, ago here on the show. But his passer grade is in line with you know the Jared Goffs and Daniel Joneses and things of the world, which isn't upper tier, but it's not the bottom tier either. It's kind of somewhere right there in the middle. And and so I, I'm I look at this. It's it's one of the you'll We'll have our full betting card at the end of the show. But, I mean, it's one of the teaser legs that I have is Miami up to eight and a half. I don't think this Patriots offense is built to win at margin. I don't think that this play calling is built to win at margin. And I honestly think if they do get some sort of lead here, JBT, and this is where the speculation comes in and all this, but considering how bad that they've been on offense and considering the ups and downs of Mac Jones all year long – I can see them getting pretty conservative in this thing, too, right? And yep. so I don't think that even if they get a lead, I'm so incredibly worried about them extending that lead, you know, like too far. I can see them get pretty conservative in a situation like this where they're still, you know, in the in the playoff hunt and whatnot. So uh, Dolphins up to 8.5 in a, in a 41 total against an offense that I don't really believe in is, is the play for me. This
3: uh, uh, yep, Dolphins are a teaser leg for me as well. I think if you're in Circa – Uh, because they have three for the Dolphins. I wanted to use them, but Superbook only has two and a half. But they were going to be a contest play for me Mm -hmm. if it was three as well. I still might, you know, it's two yeah. weeks left. I got nothing going on, um, but I, I would agree with all the sentiments. And if it gets back up to three on game day, I think I'll be in on, on Miami here. I just, mm-hmm. we talk about the difference between Teddy and Tua, and maybe that's minimal, how bad this Patriots team has been offensively. Um, and even against a Miami Dolphins team, which has not been bad defensively, we'll call them below average. I don't think their floor is raised enough against Miami. Like mm-hmm. Miami's not bad enough defensively where a very much below average Patriots offense would all of a sudden find a ton of success. Uh, I just think when you put all these things together, like this Dolphins team, and you know this, the point spread says it, there's still plenty live here. You should be very comfortable inside of an eight and a half, like uh, eight and a half point leg of a teaser, and um, catching three or maybe even better. I think this Dolphins team is very live.
1: We're going to continue to run through the NFL scoreboard here. We got the Colts and the Giants to talk, Saints and Eagles, Panthers and Bucks, where the Bucks have taken money today uh, a good bit. So people coming in and backing this squad. And then, of course, we'll get to the Browns and Commanders as well. Yet another game in which I do have action on, but it's not just on a straight side. I only have two straight side bets in my account yeah. all week, and I played a bunch of teaser legs, and I think that this is a pretty good teaser leg week. Don't let the people out there scream that teasers have not been good. Teasers have been good. They've been good over the last month of the season.